Guys, good Monday morning. I'm Jerry Miller. Welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. A show presented by Yes Realty Partners here on the I Love Seville Network. This show, we entertain, we enlighten, we educate, we talk real estate life and the pursuit of happiness. Judah Wickhauer, Judah B. Wickhauer, Jay Dubs, our director. If we could go to the three shot and maybe weave in the studio camera. And let's welcome one of the Shenandoah Valley's finest catchers, a product of the New York Mets organization, the mayor of Pantomps, the king of Fontana, a man with a beautiful wife, and yes, even a Virginia Tech fan, Michael Plecker. Good Monday morning, my friend. Sounds like I should be coming out of the corner with some I know. Where, them, right? Do you All have your pipes? robe on? <laughs> uh, yeah. Just get ready to rumble. Get ready. I like the robe. Get ready to rumble. I like the shirt that you did on Christmas, though. Oh, it was awesome. Well, that, was, that was a what, good... Uh, I, th- I thought there was a prize or some recognition. Well, here's something interesting. He does not remember the bet that you are now a favorite to win. Would you like to explain to Keith your you, – you're not the principal broker, are you? What are you wearing? Well, I'm, YRP. Uh, I'm one of the co-owners. Okay, co-owners. I'm the co-owners. Yona is the uh, supervising broker. Supervising broker. Okay. Me, I, I'm just, it's a good thing Yona's the supervising uh, broker. I'm, I'm just the poor schlep that goes out there <laughs> and does That's not true. That's you get to do I, this. I get to do this. I'm just the poor schlep that runs all over the place. If you ever spend time in the office with all of us together, yeah. you'll see who quickly runs that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that would be Forrest the dog. Exactly. That would be Forrest yeah. the dog. Tell us about the bat. As you uh, is, that the, is that the interest rate? It was. It was the interest rate. It's, was it the interest yeah. rate? It was with that? you. It was it really? with you? Yeah. For a bottle of Woodford Reserve. When, That's when, right. When, 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 when was this? Do we have tape to prove this? We do have tape. Yeah, we, we tape. do have oh, tape. Boy, I've got that piece pulled out. Yeah. So I just kind of went to the ABC store and just bunch of bought a bunch of bourbon because yeah. this is I just don't win these things and that's okay. I'm I'm good with it. Well, so what, you what know, did I bet? It was. Um, it was. Uh, I was at seven and a quarter. That's right. Seven and a quarter by the end of this year. Yeah. And um, the last show of this year uh, was going to be the day that we we settle up of somehow. this year. Of this year. Um, so and, I, do uh, I have to the end of the year, or if it if it goes over seven and a quarter, I lost. Well, I said by the end of the year. So if it goes, that means if, if it, goes it goes over by the end of the year, you've lost. They're creeping up. They're not quite at seven right now, but they're flirting with seven. Well, if you watch that board back there, the main driver of that is continuing inflation. Inflation continues to stay hot. What I was sort of alluding to. my bet on the entire time was I just don't think inflation is under control yet. Is to the point where the Fed's going to stop raising rates. But they're talking about a few, a few more additional uh, bumps in the, in the prime this year so. Well, you know, it's it's the it's a tre- ten-year treasury, in my opinion, that has more impact on it, that. But it that is. treasury, I'm looking at it, is going up. Yeah, so it's an indirect. So it's an indirect uh, somebody effect. needs to write this down. I owe you a bottle of what now? Which, well, the bet's not over yet. I'm going to lose. So I might as well just go get one. He's just preparing for the inevitable. <laughs> might as well just go get one. You know that and my mustache. So sure. Yeah, you know, and and back on the, you know, Yona told me this morning before I went out on the bike ride that don't forget, you know. So forget you're not in your 20s. And then she turned around, yeah, you're not even in your 50s any longer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so. Michael Plecker, guys, is the mayor of Pantops. Yeah, um, I'm excited to talk about it. I want to talk Pantops. Yep. The, one of the hottest markets in central Virginia because of its proximity to everything, Interstate 64, mm-hmm. Martha Jefferson, mm-hmm. close to downtown, right off the bypass, mm-hmm. super close to the University of Virginia and all those jobs. Mm-hmm. You can get anywhere from Pantops. Mm-hmm. It's also bustling from a business standpoint. Great restaurants now on Pantops. Mm-hmm. Has not always always been the case. Judah Wickhauer, we're going to cut a sizzle reel here. 
give us a market update on the Pantops area, Michael Plecker. So, you know, what I look at is some of the things you just mentioned. I mean, it's one of the reasons why my wife and I chose Pantops. We like the proximity. I mean, it's, it's really, it has what you need to be self-contained on Pantops. If you didn't want to leave Pantops, you have everything up there that you would need to be able to, to live your life. But it's close to all the fun things that make Charlottesville, Charlottesville too. Um, and uh, I've lived there since 2005. And, you know, the market update, you know, we're going to talk about some numbers here in a few minutes that is, is more, uh, you know, this previous year and a couple of years prior. Um, you know, but overall, from 2005 until today, I've watched Pantop develop, uh, both from a commercial standpoint, residential standpoint, and there was a lull in the middle um, with single-family housing there, as well as condos a little bit, but more so single-family homes, detached houses that uh, there was so much development and new homes being built, Fontana, per se, sort of slowed down uh, as far as the activity, the number of sales in there uh, on an annual basis. And what I have seen happen in patterns many times over the years of doing this is uh, I told everybody on our board, I was happened to be on the board at that time at Fontana, that just once all the development's done for single-family homes, you will see appreciation rates pick up for Fontana. You'll see the sales pick up for Fontana, um, and it has. Um, it is the one location around Charlottesville that is, if you think about Fontana and Pantops proper, we've had this discussion, what, where is Pantops? Mm -hmm. Like, where are the borders of Pantops? Um, and, uh, but in my view, the Pantops area, as far as residential development, is done. So if you want to live in that beautiful area of our town, you have to pick an existing home. So, therefore, prices uh, continue to rise. I think it's a product of the market. It's also a product of what I just mentioned, the fact that there's, there's no new home construction taking place that is competing with resales uh, in that area. So, Keith Smith, your take on Pantops. Great take, Michael Plucker. Yeah, so you're the mayor, so you get to determine where it is, I think. I think that's the rule. I think it's right. one of the rules. I like that. I need to annex any other areas to get votes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, remember, everybody should vote twice. Yeah. Um, so you're 100% right. It, it, it's funny. As you were speaking, I wrote some notes down, and, and we really didn't prepare too much for today's show because we, our chemistry is so good. Um, but I wrote down new construction versus resales, mm -hmm. and, you know, and that's 100% right. So developments, regions, they kind of go through these life cycles, right? Like Monticello is an, an example. Pantops is another one on that um, uh, Crozet and Old Trail is is starting to get to that to that point mm -hmm. when the when the new construction dwindles, mm -hmm. then you know resales become king, right? Mm -hmm. Right now in certain some subdivisions, you know, you can get a new construction, and some people might want to buy new and all that stuff. So so if I'm hearing you right, you're not seeing any new developments happening around Crozet anytime soon. Uh, Crozet Pantops, sorry, Pantops, fine, sorry. Um, about that. No, I mean, and where would it be? The only place it would be would be down 20. 20 for, toward mm -hmm. Profit Ridge. For me, Pantop sort of ends at, at uh, Key West. Okay. I mean, and, and it's sort of, and, and it's funny because just having two girls that attended Stony Point School, right, which is up um, on the way to Barbersville up there, about 10 minutes, 15 minutes out of Pantops, um, just people in general that live in that area, sort of that's, the Key West area along Route 20 North is sort of where we think kind of Pantop sort of uh, ends. That's a great neighborhood. Uh, 
Yeah, Key just, West. I just looked at it. Oh, yeah. Nothing active, nothing pending. But go ahead. Um, Key West. And then uh, the interstate, down at the Shadwell, before you get to the uh, actual Shadwell itself, but the interstate would be another boundary, the ridge along the top of Ashcroft. So you call, you call the most eastern point of Pantops the I-64 exit, the diamond interchange? Mm -hmm. Then it's Keswick. Okay, so everything past Greg Bartleski State Farm and Coors Brothers is Keswick. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. Then what do you say, the, the free bridge? Then the river. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, then you got the city, so that kind of... So bound. free bridge and up. Right. Free bridge and on the other side, that's city. Yeah. Right, so free bridge, uh, Cosner Brothers side of free bridge and up is Pantop. Yes. That's the cutoff. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think he's right. Keep going, Michael. So, um, we, well, where were we at here? Uh, we're going to keep going. Uh, so that's, that's... Where the new development would be well, is the question. <laughs> You know, I ride around Pantops a lot. I take pictures, uh, you know, for different purposes and things. But, I mean, there's, there's some open commercial-type infill lots that could take place. Um, but for residential development, there is nothing on the board, nothing yeah, proposed. No, I, no. Um, and any great open space to even maybe build a multifamily-type housing, like they are behind Peter Jefferson or Martha Jefferson Santerra back there, the new condos, um, Martha Jefferson owns all that land out in front of State Farm and that, that big expanse of uh, several acres in there. That's so, the end of the first sizzle reel. That was a damn good sizzle reel right there. Keith Smith. So as, as you guys are talking, I'm actually, because with our Paragon system, I can do a geometric shape and search mm -hmm. in that. So I'm going to try to do that and mm -hmm. talk at the, at the same time. And those who watch the show know I can't multitask. Sure. So, well, so yeah, for, I mean, for he knows this better than anybody, right? Yeah. You know, Smith, pay attention, ADD, right, right, yada, right. yada, yada. Like it. It's endearing. Yeah, yeah. I usually get texts like. It's endearing. Like, focus. Wake up. It's your question. <laughs> you're, you're 60 plus years old, 60 years old. Wake I up. do not say that. As I you do. do not. I got text to prove it. I'd say it's your question, Keith. Yes, yeah. I'm to put a shock button on Normally, I'm like, slide that microphone closer to so-and-so's uh, yeah. so Did you hear face. what he just said? What's that? Need to put a shock button on his chair. He's my friend. Yeah. I like him. Um, Kevin Yancey, State Farm sold that pop property to St. Tara. Neil Williamson's watching. I think you've already answered this. Is If Pantops is completely full, Mr. Plecker from Neil Williamson, is it time to expand the developmental area in the Pantops area? Well, that would be up to the uh, large landowners just north of, of Key West. Well, there's step number one. Step number one is that the Albemarle County has to increase the urban ring, right? Okay. And then once they increase the urban ring mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. areas in in the growth area, mm -hmm. then the next step, then you're 100% right. You know, nothing, to quote Neil, nothing happens without a willing landowner to sell, right? Sure. You know, that, that's your your step number one. But kind of half step number one, if it's not in the growth it's area. It's it easier for this folks. Well, too. it's got to be in the growth area, yeah, right? It's if it's not in the growth area, the Well, then, 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 then comes the inevitable intersection um, pushback that you're going to get there at Freebridge, the Exxon, where Flo Mazda used to be, where you cross over to go to Food Line coming down 20 North. Um, you know, that is Is already, that the empty car lot? Yeah, Flo. Well, okay. Flo moved into their new, their new gig okay. up the street there. Okay. Um, but that corner, that's a wide open piece of commercial property. Will probably end up being a gas station or what have you there. On it's the for sale now. It's for sale now. It's been but, for sale for a while. Yeah. So we're just, you know, if you if you do the commute down in the mornings, I mean, that intersection gets a little, little clustered at times. Oh, I do and it every morning. I'm just trying to envision the infrastructure 
of what would happen with additional developments up 20. So to your point and to Jerry's read-off on, on stuff that's going on in Pantops, the hotel that behind the Wawa was mm -hmm. a client of mine. I helped them mm -hmm. buy it, helped them get mm -hmm. it approved, mm -hmm. and helped them uh, manage the building end of it. And going, to, I had a conversation with them. Who owns brought, that hotel? Excuse me? Who owns that hotel? It, it's a group out of Richmond. Okay. It's a okay. group out of Richmond. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I had a conversation with the gentleman because we're looking at a couple other sites around the airport to, to, to add some more hotels in it. He says they're, they're almost like 80% occupancy, which really kind of rocked my world. In the I, hotel? Yeah, I didn't expect that, right? You know, you know, on a bad day, it's 60%, but they're hovering somewhere between 60 to 80% occupancy, which only kind of leads to the, the, the prowess of pan tops and mm -hmm. what you can do because, you know, you're going to stay in that hotel. You want to go get something to eat. You want to go ahead and get fuel. Mm -hmm. You want to kind of do whatever you want to do around that. And a shout-out to the VA, because I'm a patient of the VA. We've got a great clinic in Pantops oh, that, sure. I, that, yeah. I, that I absolutely oh, sure. love over by Martha Jefferson Hospital. Yeah, so, um, again, I mean, I, it, you know, if you're speaking about the hotel bed, number of beds in the town, that was always one of the reasons I had heard along the years that they didn't host a regional tournament here, like an NCAA regional tournament or some larger events like that. No hotel space. Not enough hotel beds. But that, that well, plus, is, you don't, plus you got field problems, right, <laughs> up the street at Darden is not really a stellar place to have a soccer event. Well, I mean, so, yeah, they, well, they have the youth soccer things that, that go on there. And soccer, which I was involved with over a number of years while, they, while my youngest daughter played, uh, they, they've hosted some larger, larger events in town tournaments. But I'm, I'm talking about like an NCAA-sponsored, you know, uh, event that it was really the hotel beds, uh, the number of beds and occupancy that they could have here to be able to host something like that. But... So uh, no, it's, it's good to see that hotel. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a nice operation. It took us a while to get it approved and sure. done, but it's a nice sure. setup. Um, number one in, in this area you just outlined in Pantops, which subdivision has the most homes in it? Has, say that again. Which subdivision within the area we just outlined, Pantops. That, that we're calling Pantops, uh -huh. has the most homes in it? Oh, Pavilion's Pantops has 468. I knew by you would know that number. By comparison, uh, Fontana has, <clears throat> excuse me now, uh, Fontana has 174. This is a sizzle reel right here. Yeah. Keith's question into Plecker's answer. Keep going. So, uh, yeah, so uh, 468 pavilions, uh, 174 now in Fontana because the last phase of Fontana is now done. Um, Highland Ridge, 122. Cascadia, I do not know the number, to be quite honest with you. They have so many different types of products in that, that community. That may just on a pure basis of dwelling units is probably pretty close on par with pavilions and pantops, the townhomes, as Got far it. as the number of, of units. So um, um, the reason I asked that, I wanted to see what's available and pending in the pavilions as, you, as you're talking. That's really I'm trying, as you're speaking. Well, so while you're doing that, you know, what I looked at, and, you know, different agents have a different take on sure. what the market's like. Sure. Um, what's yours? Mine is, I don't like this market. Ooh. I don't like this market. Uh, it's unhealthy. Um, there is the same great agents, all professional agents in car. The same number of agents are battling for half the number of listings. So to me, that's unhealthy um, from an agent standpoint. Um, and also from a, from a 
a buyer or seller standpoint. Um, you know, you, you've got folks that would sell, but they're in the same boat as somebody that would want to buy their houses. What am I going to go look at? So it's interesting you should say that. I'm, I'm, we're doing a lot of work in Richmond right mm-hmm. now, as, as you know, and we're looking at possibly moving a, a shop over there and our daughter and mm-hmm. son-in-law are moving there. And I'm doing a, a ton of research and a ton of work. I have not looked or seen a home that's been on the market in we're very specific center of, of, of a portion of Richmond that the same agent listed two homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really, really mm-hmm. startling. Um, here, you know, you have you know, agents list multiple mm-hmm. homes, this mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's very interesting that you should say that. But in, in Richmond, it was very interesting that, and I'm, I'm digging into the data on, you know, who's the best agent selling and all this kind of different thing. And there's a lots of onesies, mm-hmm. but you don't hear a lot of, you know, like a Denise Remy, right, that has these huge amount of, of, of units that are either listed and selling. And I just, I just thought that as odd. And I also found out there's 6,000 agents in the Richmond area, 6,000 of them. They got a ton of inventory, though. They have a lot more inventory than we do. Have a lot more rooftops. They tur- turn over a lot faster. Yeah. Const, constant units coming on, constant units coming off. The home I looked at for my daughter up there, by the time I got there, they had five offers, and every one of them was six figures over the list price. So, uh, well, you're, you're talking about Goochland, Henrico, City of Richmond, Chesterfield. You're talking about that. It's a huge, it's a huge short foot, pump. It's a huge foot short foot. pump. Yeah, um, I, I just it was it was astonishing to a, me. I, expect, I expected to see certain agents doing certain neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Usually, that's how that goes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that was not the case. Let, was, let's go back to Plecker's uh, why he thinks this is unhealthy. This, is, the, a, this is a fresh, this is a take we don't hear often yeah, yeah, on I'd, the show here. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to hear that. Healthy to me is um, you've got an ample amount of inventory okay. to get people excited about the thought of buying a home. And it gets people who own a home excited about the the possibility or probability of selling it and being able to go out and find something, either they're upsizing, downsizing, whatever it is, that they also have that opportunity. Um, but if you look at the top of the chain in, in housing, the folks that are selling, they're probably either retiring or downsizing, moving on. Um, they're staying put in yeah. larger numbers, which just creates a clog at the bottom of the, the bottom. Of the uh, of the housing market, as far as new home buyers who are looking for that move up home, and the people in the middle who are looking to move up one more time because, for whatever reason it may be, maybe they had another child, uh, maybe they're looking for a little extra space because they want to do something specific inside the house. Um, there's not enough variety to keep the market excited. So, in my opinion, now it's very exciting if you own a home and you want to sell, uh, just like the one recently in in, in Fontana. It was on a market less than a week. They got uh, more than one offer, cash offer over asking price. So what we're saying, what we're saying is just no inventory. That's no inventory. What, that's well, not- so it, it has been said again. The take on it by me saying it's not healthy. Maybe you haven't heard that before, but it's the same thing people have been trying to explain. It's just not enough inventory. And therefore, it's unhealthy. And therefore, it's unhealthy mm-hmm. for agents a lot, like you said, because we're we're all looking. The same amount of agents are all looking for half the amount of listings that are out there now, um, and it's um, it's also for the buyers. It's it's unhealthy. So I just did a snapshot as you were talking. Albemarle County, 
detached, attached, what is active mm -hmm. and what is pending. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. 111 homes are active. This is attached and detached. No new construction. Mm -hmm. I always take that out on that end of it. 110 are impending. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much on par. So as things are coming on, they're going off. They're coming on, they're going off. That's uh, good. That's good. So let me ask you, because you're a pro. He uh, really is a pro. Uh, new construction background, realtor, talented realtor, wife in the uh, mortgage business. Secondary mortgage market. Secondary mortgage market. They this buy guy the mortgages from it. banks and mortgage companies, and they package them and sell them on Wall Street. That's yeah. That's what they do. Secondary mortgage. He lives and breathes this. A and a local. Yeah, and a local. And a, which is important. Well, thank you. Yeah. No, no, well, that's important, right? Well, I'm a local now. Yeah, I've well, been here since 2005. I've got bumps and bruises. No, I'm, but I'm you're from the other side of the mountain, know, yeah, right? Yeah, so that, that's... I'm originally a Valley guy, but I spent 17 years in Northern Virginia. Yeah, but you don't have my accent. Let's put it that way. He's but very nobody, much a local. Nobody you're south a local. of Maryland does. Okay, so... <laughs> so. Um, so where I was at here, just this past year, and I've got to put my glasses on to see that, Although I got a clean bill of health from the doctor today on my physical, so we're all good there. Um, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't your glasses that we're looking it's at. It's what I notice when I walk. <laughs> yeah, when I walk around Just the saying. neighborhoods. Um, he missed that. Did you get that? No, I didn't get it. I said it wasn't the, your eyes they were looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Um, he was thinking. That's a I scary know he was. thing. Yeah. I know he was. Yeah, you, you really just. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep running. Keep really running. just stole the momentum right away from uh, here. I, I'm sorry about that, brother. That's okay. Um, but you know, it's what I notice when I walk, when I drive through the neighborhoods. This normally, this time of year, I'd see multiple for sale signs in the pavilions. Oh yeah. I'd see two or three in my own neighborhood. I'd see two or three up in um, Cascadia or um, uh, Highland Ridge by now, and several in Cascadia. In uh, 2022, pavilions of Pantops had 17 sales. Fontana had six, Riverside Village had five, Cascadia had 18, Highland Ridge had 11. That was in 2022. 2020, 2017, Pavilions Pantops had 45. Yeah. Fontana had 11, Riverside Village had 29. There was still some new construction mixed into that, I believe, sure. yeah. on a couple of units. Cascadia had 54, Highland Ridge had 16. 2018, 31. So the numbers, we're doing this, and from those years to about last year, in the, half. The volume is going down, but value is going up, right? Oh, yeah. Look, we're, I mean, if you own a home, you're getting appreciation. I mean, so, that's. So to that's Jerry's good. point that he makes all the time, so if some of these folks bought in 3%, 2% world, mm -hmm. and they don't have to move, they're not going to move. Right. And that only makes his inventory issue. 2.75%. Yeah. makes it even worse yeah. on that end of it. I'll talk about something in the middle. I had three phone calls on the way in from uh, first-time homebuyers wanting to go out and look now, just this half an hour from mm -hmm. Lake Monticello here. But, but a question I wanted to ask you. You're a pro. You've been around this as long as, as we've been around this. In our marketplace, I like to use days on market as kind of the litmus test mm -hmm. of, of where we're switching. Are we switching from buyer to seller, seller to buyer's market? What is that number for you in this region? Right, is it's 20 days, 30 days, 60 What's days, healthy? 90 days. What's healthy? Yeah, yes. for DOM, days on market. Days Thank on you. market, way pan tops in the pavilions, healthy is um, 30, yeah. 35. Um, Fontana, a healthy market in Fontana was around 45 to 55. Because of the in, higher price tag. Range, higher price. Highland Ridge, higher. Um, you know, 
Uh, well, you haven't mentioned Ashcroft. Ashcroft is, I know I haven't, uh, love Rick Beyer. See him at Giant Grocery Store in Pantops quite a bit and chit-chat with him from time to time just as an acquaintance type thing. But uh, I leave that one alone. That's a different market. Because of the price point. Because uh -huh. what, what are we, million plus? Uh, we're up to four million in there. Certain lots, certain, not all. Certain homes are pushing that four million range. You got the median or you got some data you can shed on Ashcroft over there, Keith? I'm working on Ash it while you guys talk. Why is put in perspective for the viewers and listeners, and you got friends watching the program, Candace Johnson, Patty Wheaton Easley, Jerry McCartney watching the program as we speak. David Butler looks like he's interested in buying a house on your Facebook page. And David says in the comments section in Michael Plecker's comments, so for those looking, what should we do? Wait or rethink how we negotiate? He's interested in buying something. The um, bottom line on that. John and Natalie Fainan watching the program. Um, folks from Logan Foster and Nest on the feed right now. Viewers and listeners, you can ask questions by putting your comments in the feed, and Plecker and Smith will answer them. Why is Ashcroft its own unique animal? Price point. And uh, although we would consider that possibly part of Pantops, it's just not your typical... It's in the heart of Pantops. Mm -hmm. It's in Pantops. It also, it also was the... If, correct me if I'm wrong. I, when Rick built that, that was like the first project built in Pan, Pantops development. I mean, that, Ashcroft. Ashcroft. There's lower Ashcroft, which is more of um, uh, a typical, typical home type that you would find in Fontana, Cascadia, places like that. It's just a Lego drive along the very top. A um, little bit different animal. I, I tend to kind of leave that out because when I'm working with folks in the Pantops you know, area, in the Fontana, Cascadias, and those types of communities, I sort of leave those comps out um, just because it will tend to skew it just a little too much um, to give a person, a seller, a realistic um, price range of what they could possibly sell their home in. If you guys have not been in Ashcroft, you're missing some of the most beautiful sweeping views Without a doubt. in Central Virginia. And the is it, it's Upper Ashcroft? Is that what you call it? Well, How's it it's described? just up above where their pool is. And yeah, right, the oh, absolutely. It's, technically, the it's technically not a name of a subdivision. It's just the higher right, level it's, of Ashcroft. Right, it's up along Lego Drive. Yeah, yeah. so, so normally... That part of Ashcroft is majestic. It yeah. is, and that's the part... Yeah, that, that's... it's And you can hike there from Fontana in 10 minutes. So usually with subdivisions like that, they become buy-and holds, right? People uh -huh. just stay there. Right. So as you guys were talking, I was just trying to take a look at what was sold in Ashcroft in the last 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I had to go back to two years. Yes. Just to get 10. Right. Actually, it's not even 10. It's not a good nine. place to draw comps from. It's nine, right? And it ranged everything from, and I take out new construction because it's just so we can have this conversation, ranges from a half a million to 1.8, 1.7, excuse mm -hmm. me, 1.7 million. The median, the, the average sales price is uh, just shy of a million, but there's one, two, three of the nine that have a million plus, and then it goes into eights and all that kind of great mm -hmm. stuff. But I had to go back 10 years. It's going to be 10 years, two years mm -hmm. to get somewhat of sure. a number so you can do some sure. percentage ratio. But I wanted to go back and address David Butler's question. Yes. Uh, David Butler is asking a question that I think a lot of, and I don't know if David's, a, I don't think David's a first time buyer, but he's looking to possibly get back in. There's a lot of people out there that, have become or work in place because the interest rates are so long for a decade or more. Um, that doesn't change the fact that people who bought when I started selling homes in 1994, um, and I got to be careful how I phrase this, interest rates around 9%. 
and if you make your payments uh, on time and if you hold to a certain point, even those folks made money. Even those folks developed equity in their homes. Even those folks were able to take advantage of a next big market uh, and either stay or move on uh, to something larger if they wanted it or to simply move on. But it, over time, real estate and owning a home is still the foundation of every financial portfolio. And if you're renting, uh, there may be certain reasons why you, you need to rent, but owning, even if the interest rate is where it's at now, is still better than renting. 100%. Well said. Let's give them some props for that. That's very well said. So literally, that was the conversation I had. Literally, we're driving into one vehicle because when, when we can, Yona and I drive one vehicle in. Mm-hmm. Yona's on the phone with a first-time home buyer driving in. I'm on the phone with a first-time home buyer coming in asking that very question. Um, is this a good time to buy? And then we start asking, I mean, you're, you're, you're literally a pro at this, right? And then you start asking leading questions, right? So what would that, so if, I, if I'm a first-time home buyer, right, and I'm calling you and I'm going, I ask you that question, what does that conversation look like? What's the first question you're going to ask me back or second or third? Let's play that game. Well, tell a me a little bit about your situation now. Yeah, um, so um, I uh, just had my first child, and I'm about ready. Thank you. And I'm about ready <laughs> to uh, have a second child pretty soon, so we're looking to grow. The home that we're in is a little bit too small, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but we're a little worried about the interest rates. Is this really a good time to buy? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that go into answering that question uh, accurately for you. A lot of it depends on what is your income situation, what's your job situation. Um, is it... Um, is it is it a stable? I've got a pre I got a prequal letter up you to three three fifty. Well, we can skip right ahead to the next paragraph. I can give you an example. He's smiling. Over I there. love I can this. Give you an example. <laughs> this is YRP. Uh, I love much, it. Do you, do you know much over the years? And 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 it's when I started with the NVR Inc. The role you should playing, really give the your, role you really should for give the you a thirteen week training course that they made you go through then in order to get cut loose in a model home by yourself. Explain what NVR is. Most folks don't know what that is. Oh, NVR. That's the luxury division of Ryan Holmes, right? So NVR bought Ryan Holmes in 1987. Um, they filed Chapter 11. 1997? 87. 87, okay, I'm with you. They bought Ryan Holmes out of Pittsburgh in 87. They bought them for the production system that Ryan had in building homes. And the fact that they were looking to become a profit center rather than a home builder a stick builder. Um, they bought Ryan for the system because Ryan could guarantee you pretty much your house in 120 days, no matter when it was or what was going on. Um, and uh, they filed Chapter 11. They became completely solvent in 1992. Um, but you worked quick. for them for years, and that's where a lot of your sales training came from. And a lot of sales training came from that. But, you know, the, I loved working with buyers. I loved yeah. having people come in, and they would tell me their situation, and it didn't work for everyone. Um, well, that, that's a little frustrating in today's world, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we, I, I'm on the same boat that you are, right? I, I, we're, I, I love helping people sell their homes, right? It's a lot of fun to, to do that, but I really love working with buyers and helping buyers get, get their home and work through, you know, whatever issues we can work through. One problem, problem solving, right? Mm-hmm. Constantly problem solving, problem sure. solving, and, and to move on. But the reason I kind of wanted you to do your, your history, because you, you know the questions to ask, mm-hmm. right, of, of me. 
Well, so and in, in a model me. home situation, if I want to, you know, time work back to 1994, five or six, whatever, <clears throat> is we would sit down and I would say, well, tell me a little bit about your situation. Tell me, you know, how much you make it work and what type of revolving credit do you have, uh, the payments you're making, that sort of thing. And I would do actual pre-qualification in the model home and I would show them the homes we had uh, to offer and... Um, if they were if they were in the right ballpark as far as the price ranges they're looking at, then we would just talk about here's the base price of the home. This is what it includes. Here's some of the options. We would go through that, explain whether they like it or not, and if it's important to them. And we would come up to what the house adds up to, and then I would take out my Texas Instruments BA two plus calculator, <laughs> and I would figure out their PI and PITI, and then all the mortgage insurance and all the other stuff. Let's Google that. And what I would that have is. a payment. And Honestly, when you go into model home, it's you're they're, they're selling payment a lot of times. Yeah, which is what Keith says all the time. Yeah, he says so, all someone cares about is how much is the payment. But I think where we where I was going with this is interest rates go down. It if you buy a home and it never appreciates in value one hundred percent, you stay there for twenty years. If you have to go somewhere, you're going to be able to walk away with something. In your hands. I had this conversation with a dear friend of mine, Chris Fairchild, and we, we were sitting in that chair a couple of Fridays ago, and and I w- would have liked to spend more time in the conversation with him because uh, he was trying. I think he was trying to connect what's happening with the depreciation of vehicles and then housing. I think that's what he was doing too. And and he made the very bold prediction, and I I have tremendous respect for Supervisor Fairchild that home values would collapse, is what he was saying. Well, I think he either was saying that or he was saying that, you know, it could happen. I'm not so sure he was predicting it. I I have yet to have a sit down with him and say, I need you to explain to me. And we'll invite him back. We should. We'll we'll get it into a deeper conversation about that. Because he may be the only one that thinks that, that we've had on Real Talk. Well, assuming that's what he meant, right? Yeah, assuming that's what he meant. That's what he meant. Yeah. So, But the the point I was trying to make is I keep a 21-year running spreadsheet Mm -hmm. Of, of everything that has sold in our car footprint. And the reason I do that, it includes a time of great unpleasantness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When, when we did have a depreciation of, mm-hmm. of valuation. And the average, depending on where you're at, is somewhere between 5 to 6% uh-huh. year over year. So you're 100% right. If you're buying now, even if it's at 7%, depending on your wear, you will appreciate year over year mm-hmm. on that end of it. And if something, God forbid, should happen again like that, then you just, and you can afford to stay there, you just sit tight mm-hmm. and it'll catch back up. It's happened to my wife and I. So and I don't know what I'm saying. We purchased, it purchased, we purchased in 2005, which is supposedly towards the top of the market. We were in Northern Virginia. We put our house on the market that we bought in 2002 in Manassas for 323. We put our house on the market in 2005 there for 605 or whatever. That was sold on the way down here in Charlottesville to look, for, look around at housing. We purchased at 473 in Fontana. Interest rates were higher then than they are now. Um, and look what happened and what we could possibly list and sell our home for. So, yes, some markets are buy and hold. Some markets are buy and sell. I, I, can, add, I can add to that. Daniel Pettit's watching this program. Um, Daniel Pettit will remember this. Daniel Pettit was in the model home at the Villas at Southern Ridge when it was an apartment condo conversion and was part of the deal I did buying my first place, the Villas at Southern Ridge. Three-bedroom, two-bath with the den. I got it for like 181 182 
those units dropped at one time during the time of great unpleasantness to like 130s. You could not give them away. Those units today are trading all day, every day, between 220 and 230. Mm-hmm. So I now is freaking roller coaster ride because no one wants to see that. We all, from, we, everybody at this table knows what that roller coaster. Yeah, it was ride. a roller. It was demoralizing. Yeah. But yeah. from 2008 to now, it's gone from 182 to 225. So that's a 25% increase. Yeah, is I what Flecker's saying. I once had a mentor tell me that your real estate over the lifetime of buying and selling homes, it's like a portfolio. You're going to do well on probably most of them, depending on when you sell it or how long you've had it, and you might lose on one. But if you look at it over the years and and what you've uh, accumulated as far as equity in homes, and you've been able to use that equity to to move up to a larger home if you'd like. My wife and I happen to use ours. We bought an investment property with it, which is in the pavilions of Pantops. So you used the equity in your yeah. in your and home. Fontana, yeah, yeah, nice. Now that's all that's done, paid off. And so, so billions of Pantops a great investment. That's so a great. Area. I have helped a few investors in there. Uh, actually, I have. I probably have six investors that I've directly helped purchase a home in the billions of Pantops over the years, and they've all done well. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of helping six first-time home buyers, and it's very interesting. You you guys brought this up. Every single one of them are like, well, this isn't my purpose, perfect house, but I'm going to live in it for so many years, and I'm going to rent it. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to use the collateral or the equity out of this and move up the housing ladder. And that's a whole new conversation that is, that is now starting to happen, at least in my world, that's starting to happen that really didn't happen 10 years ago or 15 mm-hmm. years ago. There really wasn't that conversation. It was like, okay, look, I'm going to live in this house for 10 years or 15 years, pull out my equity, sell it, move it into something else. So now there's this mentality of the first-time home buyers, which is only going to make the inventory worse. Yeah, it's going to pinch it mm-hmm. even make, more. Even more. Because I think the first-time home buyer, throwing it back to you, Keith, I think the first-time home buyer now has been burned through rent for so long that that burning or that experience has taught them the value of being a landlord. It's funny. I, I, I can't quote it because I didn't read it yet, but I saw something come across uh, one of the articles this morning about rent is starting to stabilize. Stabilize. Stabilize yeah. a little bit. Now, stabilize is one thing. Going back. It's not going down. I don't believe back. the people saying it's going down. No. So I didn't get a chance to dig into it, but, uh, but the quick headline was, was stabilizing it. But I've been quoting the United Van Lines thing for the last week or two or several. It's a great stat. Several shows, right? So what Van, United Van Line does, and I'm sure other moving companies do that, is reasons why people move in and out of the states. So I'm looking at Virginia right now. So at inbound, so people coming in were for retirement, outbound. Uh, retirement was 24 and 20, so there was a little bit more on the outbound side of it. But just on the inbound side, there's retirement of 20%, 38% on family, 23% on lifestyle, 17% on job, and only 11% was cost. And if you look in the back end of it, cost is interest rates, you know, cost of living, yada, 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 on that end, on that end of it. And so most people are moving for life reasons. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, if you're renting, you're not doing what you can do. You're not doing what Jerry Jerry could do. It's not doing what this conversation mm-hmm. we're having about you know get in the game, build some equity, and move up. But I'm going to go back and look at 2017 mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to see how those numbers. Yeah, there's happen. there's absolutely nothing wrong with creating wealth for yourself, and and it's open to everyone if you can get yourself in a position to buy a home. 
um, to be able to realize starting that process. And I think that's been a conversational show a while back about creating family wealth. And uh, that is still, like I said, real uh-huh. estate or buying a home and, and making the payments is still the best foundation you can have to start to be able to realize, hey, I can use this equity to buy an investment property. Um, I can use the equity in a home as an emergency purpose. I can use the equity in a home if I need to do something for college. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the investment property that we happen to pick up, it's, it's positive cash flow. So we use part of that to pay my daughter's rent at Virginia Tech for her apartment. So there's, there's many different things you can do once you realize the, the, the dream of home ownership and all the avenues you can use that for to enhance other parts of your life. Hey, Michael. I want to buy a new book. Want to come on in? <laughs> John Blair, hello. Woody Fincham. Hey, uh, Woody. We'll get to your comment. Daniel Pettit, Daniel Pettit's got a number of comments here. Let, let, let me do the 217 numbers real quick. Please, it, please. Because it, it's, 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 it's enlightening. The number one re- inbound reason in 2017 was job at 67%. Last year, it was 17%. Retirement in 2017 was 10%. Last year, 20 Health was about the same, 3 to 5%. Family back then was 16%. This year is 38%. And lifestyle back in 17 was only 8%. And now it's roughly 24%. But that's one big number of job. In two th- so people were moving in in 2017 for work. Last year, it's kind of broken up between retirement, family, and health. Kind of almost equals that 67 67 percent just thought that was interesting a lot of people left the labor force during COVID too um, yeah so but yeah Woody Fincham for uh Michael Plecker uh Woody Fincham of Fincham and Associates fantastic real estate uh valuation expert fantastic appraiser he says this I do a ton of NVR work currently they are a very streamlined company they have products that range from very affordable to upper market such as what they do in Cascadia. It is a great company. Mm-hmm. NVR has an upscale connotation to it. It does. Well, that was... Um... Ryan has a production builder connotation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing my words carefully here. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, production connotation to it. I'll just leave it at that. Well, NVR has more of the upper scale... I wouldn't say... What is it called? Production custom well, almost? Well, so um, it's a panelized construction is what Ryan does for the most part. Panelized construction, and that's why NVR really bought them for the profit that they were turning. Um, but you're right, NVR, when you rolled into a home uh, in Northern Virginia and you had NV homes across the street, uh, the price points could be 100 grand or 200 grand higher starting than a Ryan Homes community on it's the other side. It's the difference between a Cadillac and a Chevy. Right, right, right. 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 However. But, but it's funny this topic comes up because over the weekend I'm able to put together, because uh, I want to do a new construction uh-huh. show, and I've got Stanley Martin, who's one of our sponsors, Homes, going to be sitting there, and then a custom, and we're going to have the conversation about how does this work, the difference between a custom builder and, and a production builder, to, uh-huh. to use that coin. You know, look, builders like Ryan, I'm telling you that – you can, you can, there's all different types of uh, opinions about production builders. They provide a valuable service. No doubt. You get a lot of square they footage. They provide yeah. a valuable yeah. service to help people enter the home buying market. 100%. I would never knock them. Yeah. 
What they do with the inventory they create at the turnaround time they do, at the price point they can offer, provides a tremendous service to this and community. And it was, look, when I, when I work with folks and, and they finally signed their purchase agreement at, at the model home, I, I, every single time they would be in that house within 120 days. It didn't matter what was happening with the weather or anything. What other, product, what other production builder can do that? Yeah, Stanley Martin does that. They Stanley do Martin? They Stanley do, Martin. They, okay. They absolutely. Okay. Liberty? Um, I don't know Liberty that, that well. Um, they generally build and sell, right? They, okay. they don't really start from the scratch. But Southern Development does it. All the production guys, or guys, that's the wrong choice of words, production companies here, they kind of hit the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, right, I mean, if we're going to go down the new construction ro- road here in this conversation, most of the hang-ups is due to building permit, yeah. CO and building permit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been the struggle in the last several years on that end of it. They can, they can get the product done, but if they can't get, if it takes them three months to get a CO, sure. certificate of occupancy, uh-huh. you know, they, they can't control, they can't, con- they can, can't control that. Um, more comments coming in for you. Dan Pettit, I promised I would get to you. Now I'm going to my friend. Um, he says, multiple comments coming in here from Dan Pettit. First, for Keith, how many of those first-time home buyers are purchasing mostly attached product for rental in the future? And he also says, are these first-time home buyers buying townhouses that have HOAs that if they rent, at least all the outside work is done, grass cutting, roof, etc.? That's one so of the advantages answer, of the villas. To answer that question, every single one of them wants to start with the single-family detached white picket fence. Good luck. Right, and then through mentoring and coaching and conversation, we're actually moving to the attached product because they all realize, you know, I can't rent anymore. I got to own. If I get an attached product, you know, a townhome or something like that, we can move on. But every single one of them starts with, um, I want my white picket fence. I want my, you know, yard for my dog yada 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 mm-hmm. and then we move over to that so that's the short answer to that question so let's go back to the healthy market comment that i made earlier sure healthy in pantops specifically is in the pavilions what keith just mentioned about the townhomes if there's if there's sales there right it's letting in the people but that's first-time home buyers but let's the, let's call it what it is right we do not produce starter homes anymore Period. Well, the builder cannot. That's exactly the right. The builder cannot. That's exactly right. So unless we can expand the growth areas, reduce red tape. I don't tape, see that happening. Red tape into green that tape. That can happen. That could happen. Um, go ahead and, and kind of expedite some, some rezonings on us stuff so that we can go ahead and build. Mm-hmm. And let, let's face it. I mean, um, and I... And, uh, on Friday, I was giving a shout out to Albemarle County. I'm probably going to take a little bit. I'm going to go a different direction at the moment. At, at this at this end of it, you know, and this is nothing. I'm not repeating anything that was not spoken at the dais at a public meeting, board meeting. The fact that they do not have developer incentives done two years after their housing program, uh, housing Albemarle was adopted, is just atrocious, frankly. Mm-hmm. Right, so now there's. A, I was reading it. There's a project in Crozet that's coming up. It's in the pipeline to go ahead and do it. It's out of 15% affordable. It, 
it really should be at 20 percent, but they can't put it at 20 percent because the incentives aren't done yet mm-hmm. on that end of it. So they're operating under the old the old um, requirements, for lack of a better term. But there is no more starter community, starter home communities being built. It used to be Lake Monticello. I don't know if that's not the case any longer mm-hmm. on that end of it. Pavilions and- on Pantop certainly are. They certainly are, I would say, a first-time homebuyer community. You could buy a pavilion in Pantops. I think the distinguished gentleman may have that data. I'm, I'm going to work on, work on it here yeah. in a minute. Wouldn't you say that is a first-time homebuyer community? So when I say first-time, when I say starter homes, this you is You mean single-family detached. This is the conversation that we're having with the first-time homebuyers. Why can't I find a starter home, single-family detached? And it is because they're not being produced. They're not being produced. Mm-hmm. But pavilions and pantops have space for a couple to grow into a family there. Absolutely. This is a fantastic development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, so you've got anywhere from, um, oh, I'd say, I think it's 1,800 in a low end, up to 2,300 square foot townhomes within the community. Uh, Ryan Holmes was the builder there along yep. with uh, Southern Development. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, we purchased in 20... 20- Not on the market, Keith? Wow. Two and pending. Yeah. Two and pending. What's the price points? Give me a moment. I'll look. I'll find it. Three Go nine, ahead. Uh, three, so no, 399 and 395. Oof. I'm not interested. But even the price point from the time we bought ours at 273 is now 340. Good job. And Michael these Blacker. are... Oh, no. I mean, these well, are true... It is. If you own it, Great job. Just These are true townhomes. Yeah, they're beautiful. No, These no, are, meaning they're they're row houses. They're they're townhomes. They're not. They're very houses. vertical. Yeah. You're climbing stairs to go up. Mm-hmm. It's vertical living. Mm-hmm. Some people have a problem with the vertical living. I think it's fantastic. We've only had four folks rent our home since 2010. There you go. They've all stayed multiple years in uh, the Pantasmin Pavilion. Lease right off the bat. Five and year it, lease right off the bat. Oh my Tab god! Just, my Who found that lease? Huh? It was uh, very nice. To be able to, to we, now we have this, we need to get it rented for the first guy to rent for five years. Yeah. Do you have an automatic acceleration year over year? Uh, no. Really? So it's fixed for five the years? Last, yeah. I don't well, do that to my folks. Well, that guy got a hell of a lease. That guy, that well, guy got a I, hell so of a the, lease. The, the, guy, the, the uh, couple we have in there now, uh, they're long-term. Uh, they've just re-upped for another two years. I dropped their rent, $25 a month. Good just to, to keep them sticky. Because you know the concept. I, I learned this from Bill Nichman. You would rather keep them sticky in the place under that. market than have a month of vacancy. Rent, rent comes and, in at the first and less, yeah. and less. The delta is not going to be that large to cover a month of vacancy. No, I'm talking about the tenant. If the tenant, oh, okay. right, right. If less, it's not a, a great fit, let's put it that way. Let's, if it's not a great fit, five years is a long time. That's fair. It sounds like it was a great fit. So or? you're saying I, I rolled the dice on that? He's saying you rolled the dice. No. He's saying you roll the dice. No, That's what he's yeah, saying. You yeah. should never doubt my intuition. I, 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 say, I don't think he, <laughs> Keith, I think Keith's had this interaction before with Michael Blanker. So how about them Mets? Huh? Hey, how about them? Yeah. <laughs> so the other one that, that's impending uh, is a little bit bigger. It's, it's about 2,500 square feet for 400. Well, it's, we don't know what it's going to close for, uh, but it's like you say, multi, it's multi, it's an interior unit, multi stories, but it has a garage, a garage in it, and um, it's three ninety nine. How about this from Grayson? Is that even considered first time home buyer product at that? Well, price that's point? the point I'm trying to get at. So, so starter, I, I can I can tell you because of the chairman hat that I wear with the land trust. In order to hit the eighty percent AMI area medium income buyer. 
you need to be somewhere between the two and the 250 mark, depending on your credit scoring, how much cash you can bring to the table, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Not 400 grand. Mm-hmm. How much of regulations over the year and red tape increase the price of a home to get past? He that? knows that number. He knows that you number. Know what 24% of the cost of new construction uh-huh. is red tape. I learned that from the distinguished gentleman. A $400,000 home, because I hear that's a good number to use. It's a nice run. 100 grand. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're talking about 100 grand is paperwork. Uh-huh. That's terrifying. So every $400,000 is 100 grand. Sure. It's terrifying. Yeah. And the, time to, and the time to get it to... Uh... Oh, that's not even calculating that. Exactly. That's just actually hard costs. Mm-hmm. They don't... If you de- take a de- dive into the numbers, it doesn't even calculate the cost of money, the cost of time. How about the- this one from Kevin Yancey, for both you guys? Keith, why don't you start with this one? What is the likelihood of that farm property being rezoned or converted into residential down Route 20? Oh, probably slim to none. Um, Flecker immediately nods his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean the one on the left that borders Darden well, Tau? I, I think he's There's talking about. There's a few that I think, he's, I think the question is anything Darden Tau. Yeah. I know every one of those folks from Key West. The late great Pat Jensen to, has a farm that yeah, way. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I spent a lot of time there with Chris, Brian, and Eric. Yeah. Her, yeah. her, her fantastic sons and, and Sarah. Sarah, yeah. That's yeah. the one on the left. Yeah, Sarah's. Uh, Without like, expansion of the of the growth area, it's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, the folks there are pretty pretty well entrenched. Yeah, just past Key West and uh, Franklin Farms, which is on the right there, just past that, it's pretty well entrenched as far as who the landowners are, what their intentions are from just from general conversations and having known them over the years. Yeah. So th- so that's why a townhome's at four hundred grand. Yeah. Because there's no other. You can't go for route- cheaper dirt. You, there's no other place for it to go, right? And it, there may be. I some- remember when the pavilions at Pantops, you could have bought those all day, every day for like two thirty. Well, would you would you say you got yours for? Yeah, it was two. I think we paid two seventy four hours. I think there, you could have gotten. They were giving them away two thirty, two forty. We bought now ours it's in twenty ten. Four hundred k. That's yeah. We bought ours in twenty ten when the market was <laughs> like this. We sort of waited, and that was our opportunity. But we were only able to do that, folks, because. We owned a home and had equity in it. Right. Right. That was a hell of a purchase for you. Okay. So the first sale on that house was for two sixty nine. Two sixty nine on which one? The and one that that's pending two, right now? That, that was in two thousand twelve though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean they were two thirty. Mm-hmm. But that never changes. How many times have I said it to myself over the years, you've said it, there's no way this housing market, my house, could ever be worth more than it is now. And lo and behold, you get down a road five, seven, eight years, and it's worth more. Uh, it was just that that process, I think, was expedited with COVID. Yeah, it was amp- amplified. Amplified. And I think, well, it, it sort of sped up the the tightness of the market, so to speak, the uh, lack of inventory. Keep the last tra- the last transaction on this particular uh, home was, again, in 2012. Apparently, it was difference between build and sale. Sell, I think, um, was 308. So it went basically since 2012. Assuming it closes for this this amount, um, you know, it, it grew a hundred grand. Yeah, and roughly. rents. And I'm, I'm the lowest rent in there. One of the. I what's think what's I am the, the rent for yours? And I do well um, uh, per, per month. Sixteen fifty. Sixteen fifty. Three but bedroom, I'm, two bath. That's a freaking awesome price. Andre Xavier, you're I watching this program. I believe Andre I has a pavilions at Pantops rental. If if Aaron Watson is watching this show, he does as well. Do you so you yours is sixteen fifty a month? Three bedroom, two bath. With a garage? 1,800 square feet? Yeah. That might be the best deal in Almoro County. 
My my three-bedroom, two-bath at the Villas of Southern Ridge. Condo, not townhome. Yours is better. Yours is a townhome. Mine's a condo. Mine does not have a garage. Mm-hmm. $1,900 a month, all day, every day. And mine's low in the Villas. Mm-hmm. Suzanne Real, Ally Property Management. We love you, Suzanne. Brilliant. Thank you. Ally Property Management. Well done, sir. Also manages one of uh, Keith's listing, they, one of his rentals. She, one rental. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. List Absolutely. That. Listed so well. I forgot I had it until I got the tax. Yeah, she, she's fantastic. Until I got the tax. She's fantastic. That's the best deal in Almoral County, your rent. I don't know if I should be jumping up and down about that. Or, no, I mean, the reason why well, I no, do that. It, 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 it works for you, though, right? It works for him. It works for you, right? You have no vacancy. Hey, it works great because when but, there's competition up there and everybody else is at 1750 to 2000 well, who's this guy? That, I get, I get yeah. first... But you're also doing the right thing. You're helping somebody stay in the house. But the guys, they're, they're wonderful people. So yeah. I and they lowered, take care I of your lowered unit. their rent when they up for another two years. I lowered it by 25 bucks a month. That's generous. Katie Pearl watching the program. Well, we, could, we could have used that as a down payment on a boat. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, Mrs. Plecker does not want a boat. Oh. Those well, now Mrs. Those... Plecker's been sending me pictures of houses at Smith Mountain Lake. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, you've got one of those going on, There goes on the too. equity. Yeah, 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 that'd be great. Uh, great. You guys would love that. Well, especially as you're. We're at the stage of our lives. I like mountainous, four or five acres, um, and uh, drivable RV packed out, parked out back in, in, in a nice building. And she's starting to lean towards lake life, I think. So, We've had some of her friends retire lakes. And so the girls Smith Mount Lake is school, not cheap right? anymore. Yeah. One of the girls. Mallory is Mallory's going to graduate in her third year from tech. She's graduating next year. At a, as a third year? Uh-huh. Wow. Good for you. And What's she Mallory. doing next? Mallory is, um, she, she is going to be, I'm not sure it, it's yet, okay. where it's going to end up, but like physicians. I forgot we're on camera. <laughs> She's currently working with uh, uh, the sports medicine department yeah, at okay, cool. Virginia Tech, so she gets cool. to hang out with some of the girls' basketball players. Sure. I think she's going to be there. Sounds like guy. a master's degree is coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I got uh, comments coming in. Uh, Katie Pearl, we'll get to your comment here in a matter hey, of moments. It's a very good one. Um, first, let me get to, because they're coming in fast and furious, Vanessa Parkhill, Queen of Earliesville. Maybe one of the other reasons people struggle to find starter homes is that people like us build an addition onto the little ranch home and turn it into our forever home. Not only did that make the home unavailable for the next family looking, but someday when it goes on the market, it will not be part of the starter home pool like it was for us. So multi, Great comment. Multi-generational homes, and, and in March, NAR is going to come out with its new set of numbers, maybe early, early April, but generally every March they do their generational report. And every year the, the multi-generational home, the percentage has incre- increased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Katie Pearl comment. Ready for this one? This is a good one. Queen of Whitehall. A $399,000 purchase price on a townhome. $399,000. This is Pavilions of Pantops. With a $100 a month HOA, a 5% down payment with a 6% interest rate. That's today's times. Yep. Gives you you roughly a $2,800 a month mortgage payment. I think she's highlighting that that's a chunk of money. A, it's a chunk of money, but the question is, is how much was that, would that unit actually rent for? I can tell you that. Pavilion of Pantoms, three-bedroom, two-bath. With the garage? With a garage. I'd say each bedroom. Do each door have, are they lockable doors? I could get 1900 a month for it if I wanted. I think each door you can get, that might be a little steep. I think you can get each door 1400 a month. So you're looking at what? 2800 3200 4200 a month you can get. 
I think you can get 1400 a bedroom for the pavilions. Yeah, so what you're, you're talking about is leasing them in a per-door scenario. Well, I mean, thing. a lot of folks would do that. Yeah. I think you get 1400 a bedroom for that. No problem all day. So maybe the 2800 is a little bit above rent or more than a little bit above rent, but you're building zero equity. You're building zero ownership. You're just paying. You're paying Michael's mortgage payment, my mortgage payment, your mortgage payment, or the landlord's mortgage payment, but you're building no wealth on it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'd say a three-bedroom, two-bath, 2800 a month payment is in line with market rent. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about that market. Suzanne Real, if she was watching, would be able to chime in and, and help us real, real quickly. I might be able to actually look I at I mean, them. the condo, the villas is getting 1900 and it's not nearly as nice as the sure. pavilions of Pantop. Well, this particular home and is well- And my condo is under-rented. Yeah, this, this home looking at it is well-appointed, has a nice garage. And yeah, pavilions of Pantops are, are, are elevated attached product. Mm -hmm, I would agree with mm -hmm. that. It, it's- um Gorgeous views. Yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous views. It's, it, and that's one reason my wife and I picked the Pantops area again, going way back to me moving down here, is that North 29 to me felt like Manassas. Um, you can only see your neighbor's house. It's all kind of flat. We got over here, it was topography. There's the views. It's convenient to everything. It's a great place to be. And so, uh, I think that helps uh, sustain the values in the home somewhat. Um, people that move over there, I think, desire sort of that that, that um, the views and the topography, it's, it's all part of it. And the location, I mean, the diamond interchange is, uh, people have beef with it, it's already getting better. As soon as they pave that. It's already getting better. Yeah, as soon as they, that's the problem, it's, it's not paved. Yeah. On it, there was a little hiccups on it. There no doubt. Timing on, on the lights and all that kind of great Don't stuff. Don't you think Pleckert's gotten better already? Uh, say that again. The what diamond interchange? Yes, it has gotten better. People I will, have gotten, I will say it's gotten better, but it's got a ways to go. It's got a ways to go. People are getting used to it. And Keith makes the point because he knows firsthand what the Zion's Crossroads is the roundabout. Plus, the, they, it took forever to get that one right. It, they did. And this is a common layout in Europe, by the way. So I kind of knew it when I was living over that, over that way. Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably not too far off. I'm looking at 24 to 26. I'm, I'm just pulling out on the car side of, the, car side of it. Um, somewhere between 24 and 26. I'm just, I mean, it's a real quick analysis on it. So you, you're probably not that far, far off. Maybe a couple hundred bucks one way or the other. And you're, you're can I ask what's your monthly mortgage on the, the pavilions of Panta? Is it paid off? I can't even remember. It's paid off? No. Uh, we've, got, um, we've got some more years left on that, but it's uh, 1100 bucks a month. Yeah. I mean, this is why you buy property, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we were able to put enough. We this were why able you to buy put property into it to get the payment down to where. I mean, our goal was to have some positive cash flow out of the place, but we put enough into it uh, down payment wise. It was twenty percent or more. Just did you to hear get the what he did? To where the rents would never be a problem. This guy you utilized his equity. He leveraged his equity with his beautiful wife on their home in Fontana to buy a rental property right down the road, mm -hmm. and from day one it was cash flow positive. Mm -hmm. That is generational wealth right there. Back to the first And you're going to do it at Smith Mountain Lake, it sounds like. Well, she's talking about Well, it sounds like you're doing it at Lake. Smith Mountain Lake. She's talking about <laughs> retirement on the lake. And, you know, she keeps that, forgetting to add in the 75 grand for the boat. I don't know what, what's 
Smithtown right. Lake is not I cheap. started. I was there. <laughs> Can you help me out on that, Keith? I got a boat. Such a deal. A no problem. That place ain't cheap anymore. Uh, Smith Mountain? No. No, no it's not. No, no. At one you're time. You're water, you're at a million dollars. Yeah. At one time, you could get steals there. So back to the six first-time home buyers I'm working with, just to get this out there, not a single one of them had a comment about interest rates. It was all about, I have life changes. I need to move. I need to stay in a certain dollar amount. Right, and now I'm flexible on my wear because we start off the conversation with, okay, where's your wear, mm-hmm. right? And then we, as time goes on and conversations go on, the wear kind of fluctuates a little bit on that end of it. But it's interesting to note at the moment, to your point, it was all about, okay, if I buy this house to, to the 28, to what Katie Pearl did for us, to 2,800 bucks, if I can stay within that, I'm good, good to go. I honestly believe the pool of, of, Younger buyers that can afford in the price ranges we're at now is greater than it was when I started selling houses in 95, 96. There's no doubt about it. There is a bigger, wider pool of, of, of cash flow younger buyers of out there. Deep, are- deep-pocketed first-time buyers. Yes. I but, think that's 100% true. But the flip side to that is? There's less inventory to buy. And? There's a bigger delta than there's ever been before between the people that can do that and the people that can't. The people that cannot. That's fair. I that, agree with that. That I have never seen the delta that wide in 35 years. I think. What is that? The erosion of the middle class. Well, it's, is it's, that what that is? Yeah. So I don't know about the erosion of the middle class, um, but sounds the, like you agree with that. Uh, but you know what? So they can. And I talked. I've talked to so many folks over the years that like they're, they're not quite ready. And I've put them in touch with people that can put them on a plan to get them to the point of being ready. And the the, the hurdle that I get with them most times is they're going to have to buy something. They're going to have to fix up themselves. But you know what? You might have to start here, and somebody else could start here, a little bit above you, and what they buy the first time. But darn it, you are going to catch up with them at some point if you just. Work the program, dude. The the I keep bringing up this, and I'll throw it to you. The villas went from an apartment conversion to a condo conversion. I got in at phase one. Phase one still had the elements of the apartments. Mm-hmm. When you bought at phase one at this place, you literally were asking yourself, "What the hell did I just do?" Mm-hmm. Because that's how it was. If not, and, you know, I won't get too down that road. But you guys understand what I'm saying. That's what my wife and I said when we bought our first Ryan townhome in 1990. Two for one hundred and twenty-three thousand five hundred dollars. We laid in bed and go, "What do? What did we just do?" I said so many times, "What the hell did I just do?" Folks, literally outside the condo, blasted. You know everything you could possibly from everything you see from the television or a movie uh-huh. was happening there. We wanted us. We wanted a larger single-family home. We were planning to have children. Um, maybe just had our first, and we would walk through across. The, the, the main road over M&S, we would walk over to the single-family home community and just daydream Yeah, all these big houses. And we had a townhome that we stayed in. We had to stay in for 11 years. I stayed in for seven. enough equity after we sold it to put into a single-family home that we bought in 2002. So it doesn't matter where you start or what your spot is in life. Well said, dude. You become a homeowner, and you will realize some of the same dreams as the people who can start above you. So Bravo. somewhere wrapped around that is a sizzle reel. Yeah, that was fantastic. Put sub, find, mark that for sizzle real content right there. A seven for me, dude. Seven. And, and for most of those seven, I didn't want to stay there. Yeah. And for most of those seven, I had two buddies renting rooms from me to help with the mortgage. Well, we were just stubborn. We, we weren't going to sell until we could make some money on the place. Well, I didn't sell it. 
That's a different, but well, similar circumstance. <laughs> yeah. So that my, one's called rental. I'll do, this is the time I get to do old man stuff. Mine was 18%. We stayed in it for 13 years, right, until we built up equity. But I did exactly what, what Jerry did is I kept it and rented it out. Uh-huh. And I got really lucky. I'd rather, I'd rather be lucky than good any day of the week. Uh-huh. Um, I, was a, I had 14 rentals at the time at Lake Monticello, Yona and I did. And we just end up hitting a cycle of some really not so pleasant tenants. Yeah. And it was in 2005, 2006, just before the implosion. I said, you know what? We're selling them. We sold them all. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get rid of the seventeen million dollars worth of development, but I got rid of I got rid of that. It's hard to sell dirt, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's hard. It was yeah, it was hard to sell. But that. you know that 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 created a lot of opportunities because that's when I got back into this new home sales is two thousand nine. That that with developers who owned the dirt, they would tell people uh, like the the uh, person that I started working with at Royal Dominion Homes in Richmond at Short Pump. I drove to Richmond in two thousand nine to sell new home construction because they were saying, look. No deposits. Those are your ten lots over there. When you sell and close, give me my money. So, so and back, that opened it up for a lot of young builders to start. So that back because the barrier of entry wasn't as steep. So mm-hmm. back to the builder conversation and, and reality and all that stuff. So the time of great unpleasantness, you know, we got out of the, you know people like us got out of the small to medium sized builder mm-hmm. got out of the market. I can tell you, Michael, there isn't a week that doesn't go by that I have somebody call me and say, hey. <coughs> I can't find a builder, would you build me a house? Mm-hmm. If I had a thousand bucks, every time somebody said that, that island that Yona and I go to all the time, we don't, mm-hmm. right? And, but what happened in the time of great unpleasantness, we basically got broken into to two big pools, of really only two pools of, of builders. You've had the ones that had the cash to survive it, the ones that didn't left, and right now the ones that are trying to come back into it, mm-hmm. there's, no pro, there's no land for them to do that, I get or the dirt's too expensive. Oh, well, I just can't find it. Yeah, there's there's a couple of builders around here that got their start by that process yep. of no deposits. It's amazing how much you can create when you're not extorted up front. <laughs> Who wants to touch that? It's so good. I love Michael Plecker. I think some folks call that the cost of doing business or the barrier of entry. Plecker calls it extortion. <laughs> I didn't realize I got extorted. God. It just doesn't feel right. It's called the bar- barrier of entry. No, I don't know. I, I, I haven't business. gotten past the extorted part. I'm just like, ooh. Oh, I love Plecker so much. Oh, God. So look at this. I just looked at the clock for the first time. I know. It's 11. I, know. I, I love you guys. 11 30. Uh, we're still on air? We're, I know, we're still on air. We're still on air. It's three guys <laughs> having fun here. Um, I'll add this from Katie. My husband and I, she says, bought a side of a duplex in Briarwood. When we were newlyweds for 159k, it was the single best decision we made. We outgrew it quickly, but rented it out for a few years, cash flowing several hundred dollars a month until we realized a few years later that we could make 100,000 on profit in profit, which allowed us to apply that to the purchase of the land we wanted in order to build our forever home. So real estate is the single best investment in yourself. So, I love that line. Yeah, so yourself, that is the number one yourself. Yeah. number one reason. To get in the market and buy now, that circumstance will always happen. So, Katie, just out of curiosity, what was your interest rate when you did that? Uh-huh. I would love to know that too, KTP. What year did she? she hey, you know, uh, when uh, when they were newlyweds. I'm not sure when they got married. Got it. And if you don't need deposit of cash flow from a rental investment property, just dump it back into principal because one extra payment a year takes you from 30 to 19. That's what I did. 
And you do two, it's even better. Do two, it's even better. If you got enough positive cash flow, you could realistically see yourselves paying off a we talk about it all the time property the, in nine years. Imagine owning something outright in nine oh, years. Oh, damn. Her interest rate was 3.3. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Latte factor, right? Just buy one less of these a day. Right. Put it in a pot somewhere mm -hmm. and apply it to your principal, and you're just, take, you're just paying yourself. Yeah, that was one of the, the techniques that we were trained on in the... Uh, in the model home, was three, three, like, nine years ago, she said. All these things you do on a daily basis is yeah. look what it adds up to. Um, you got to get this guy back. Yeah, he's a uh, legit plucker. Yeah, yeah, always welcome. Always welcome. I like when you come on the show. It's easy peasy. Easy peasy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And and it, and it just it just works. It just works well. The chemistry works well. So closing thoughts. Yeah. On your on your end, what 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 wisdom? that you wish to impart on the world today. How about, how about this closing thoughts? Where do you think the market's going the rest of the year? That way I kind of like... Exactly where it's at right now. You do, you, how long will we be in a market like this, do you think? I don't have an answer to that question. And, and you know, the, the so-called experts that I watch on Market Watch and, and, and all the articles I read, they don't really know either. No, they don't. Um, you know, it's, it's almost to the point where it's going to be a little scary to think of what it would have to happen in order to have a significant increase in the inventory, and that is things that we don't like to think about. What does that mean? What does that mean? Geopolitical stuff or... Um, does it mean... I don't see how... I interest rates below three again? Nah. That's not going to happen. No? So not, not, not in the foreseeable future, but I can tell you, if you want some words of wisdom, if you are really sitting at the kitchen table with a calculator wondering if I should buy a house in this market, talk to me. Because the people that have said it before you, like I said, if they stay in, if they buy the right place, if you have the right guidance on it, you can make money. But I can guarantee you one thing, that interest rates are subject to change. And if you are looking at an interest rate of six right now, and by the time you decide to do something, it goes to seven and a quarter, the difference in that monthly payment over the time you're in that house is going to be a significant amount of money by not making a decision. And you always have the option to refi when and it drops always, down that's, to five. That's, that's, and that's how we went that's from the 18. Thing about, my wife and I have refied many times over yeah. the years with different houses. Yeah. We buy in because the time is right. We, we want to get into the market, and we hold some homes longer than we hold others, and then we get higher interest rates when we start off at times. But we've always been able to refinance when rates drop. So, so, so we use this term all the time on the show, trusted advisor, and that's, that's what we're talking about here, trusted advisor. And who knows, the, the interest rate may be at seven today. I didn't have that chance to check. But what it is is what it is. If you are ready to buy and you need to buy because of life changes, as I outlined on that stuff, get in the game. Do it. It may not be the perfect house. It may not be your forever house, but you start doing what Katie Pearl just outlined. The numbers are just a little bit higher. I say that flippantly, but it's true. The number's a little bit higher, but the appreciation will go up. Jerry just outlined. He bought his, what, what was it? 2008 Villas Southern Ridge. The absolute worst time humanly possible to buy something. And now you're just sitting on how much? I mean, $225,000. Yeah. So there you go, and yeah. and it and it and it works. You just may have to stay in the home a little bit longer. I'd stay in there seven years, and out of those seven years, one of the house hacks was running two rooms to yeah. buddies. It, it, you know, some sacrifices. But I was in like my twenties. Like sweat. at that point, you want them to be there. Just well, think about that. So, think about you bought a home in your twenties. Yeah, that, but that, I, that that doesn't happen very often. No, now. no. But it, but I was like, when people say, "Oh, roommate." I talked about this with Judah. Like, and I was at, at the time, I was just like, 
You wanted your buddies to be around you. Uh-huh. We drank beer together. You know, we hang out. We watch baseball, football together. Sure. It was fun. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a sacrifice. And you were making money while you were yeah. doing it. So it was how old were you when you bought your first home? Um, 20, let's see, 23 met her. Uh, we stayed there two years, 25. That's one thing I'm worried about. I, you can tell I love the show here because I don't want it to. So it's like the, the person is buying their first house way later now. That, that's the, the chemistry's working, and that's the point that I'm going at right now. And that, you know, they're in their 30s, right? And, you know, there, there's. That's a huge impact. It's a huge impact. I was 24, 25. That's when, when I, I did mine. Bought my first, bought my first house, right? Um, on my well, Yona and I bought our first first house on that end of it, and you know we re, uh, you know we it was eighteen percent, and we refinanced that sucker. Like you know, every time there's a two percent drop, we refinance. Every time there's a two percent drop, we refinanced it mm-hmm. on that on that end of it, and start double double payments, triple payments, whatever we needed to do to go ahead and and drive that that principal down. So we built ec- more equity as the market built the equity. We drove also the. Well, talking the about principal. it, you know, if for the folks that do have kids, you know, and and you know, they're talking about this generation, generational wealth, family wealth, whatever. Think of what the foundation that gives them. That's what uh, we're doing as parents when you move on, and uh, you know, there, there's something there to help them rise to that next level absolutely and that that's how it's all created that's sort of how it's built and transferred and that's how families yeah placker you're a joy oh Keen. god yeah yeah no <laughs> i no. enjoy him no 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 you're I'd not be- i'd belly up Hello. to a bar with placker any day of the week <laughs> it's just what's your drink of it choice is just years is it and, bourbon and hours and sitting in front of thousands of thousands of people that wanted to buy a home over the years Especially in model homes, that you just you listen to their their pain and what their uh, fears are, and you help them get past that. That's all. My favorite drink is uh, Woodward Reserve. Yeah, 1. I know. Woodford yeah. Reserve one seven five. I think that was a hit to Smith. Yeah, yeah that was that was a hit. That was a hit. <laughs> just a reminder. What uh, what what do you are you drinking old fashions? No, no, I just it, what a big ice. Cream? I'll either have a beer or I'll have a sip, a little little sip of whiskey. Okay. Mostly when I'm good, like we're out in the woods camping. And then you got you the go whiskey. hiking all day. And you come back. There's nothing but sitting down at the fire while dinner's cooking and just having yourself a little, a little so, whiskey, a little toddy. I like. I like According to United Van Lines, I did some quick math. The uh, oh, the largest God. percentage of age of folks moving in was 55 and up at 50 percent. 2017, it was 30 percent. So there's. There's 20% more folks my age and up moving in than there was in, in 2017. And uh, it didn't do the median well, age. Well, this is, there's a, it's a, Virginia's a stopping point. I mean, we're, we're, Virginia is, is a lot further south than the northeast corridor where they're coming from. When we were building houses, we used to call them halfbacks. Uh-huh. They would start in New York, go down to Florida, realize they didn't like Florida. They'd come, come halfway, halfway back. Halfway back. Yeah. Well done, guys. Okay. Yep. Michael Plecker, Keith Smith, Yes Realty Partners. Uh, just a heads up, both these guys um, are realtors. Yeah. <laughs> so if you need homes to sell or investment property to buy, Michael Plecker and Keith Smith, they, they sell real estate for a living. Yeah. They're not just talented broadcasters. I haven't lost anyone any money yet. They sell homes for a living. They will help you get to the finish line. They so are right our, principal, our principal, mutual principal broker wants us to, to remind people we buy and sell yeah. properties. Oh, that we help. I thought that was a... Oh, no, 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 no. It no? was a nudge to the ribs. They're realtors, Jerry. They're realtors, Jerry. They sell real estate for a living. Mm-hmm. 
They're very good at it as well. Yes, Realty Partners. Keith, what do we got Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday's just... Toughest question I just asked you right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, what? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, my name is Keith. Yeah. Uh, uh, just Scott, you and I. Fantastic. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fantastic. And Friday, we got Green County Board of Supervisors coming in, so we're going to talk a little bit of Green Green County, but... Uh, that was an, it threw me off. That was the there. hardest one. <laughs> that means a good show. <laughs> Plecker was great. No, the hardest one is Smith. What's your first name? Huh? My name is Keith. There you go. Judah Wickhauer is our director of the I Love Seville Show, guys. is up in 50 minutes. Take care. That was great, fellas. Well, As always, a lot of pleasure, man. Thank yeah. you, buddy. It was a breeze. Great job. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, just buy a house. <laughs>